I can also talk about crossover because I'm knee deep in that. I don't know if I oh, talked yeah. about it last year, last week. Knee but. deep. That's not very you, deep. You did. Did you think knee deep think was deep? Uh, not for me, right? Oh wow! I didn't even for see you, that. Wow. For you, knee deep is like depend on who's for you, knee. Yeah, you guys are like just a no, little bit. Uh, that's funny. I didn't even go there. <laughs> Welcome to Rebel Teacher Alliance, the podcast where teachers rethink student engagement with Jamie Halsey, Fabian Hoffman, and Scott Kazarian. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rebel Teacher Alliance. We're so excited to be here. Uh, I am going to bring none of the energy today and uh, (laughs) luckily Fabian and Jamie are going to bring it all. Very excited. I had a really great day today, but an exhausting day. Uh, Why are you so tired? Thank you. Oh man, I wasn't fishing for that question. (laughs) So uh, I ended up like... I tend to be a morning person, which is like, ah, I don't know when that happened. I got old enough that I'm just like, wake up and I'm ready to go. I think that happened for me when I started to have kids. Is that what it was? Like you just shift your sleep pattern. Yeah. And all of a sudden you wake up at six o'clock, even though everybody else is sleeping still. And you're like. Is it exponential depending on how many kids you have? Because I have four now. I think so. so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you get up at like 2 a.m. So, so um, I wake can up. Can I tell you though, yeah. now that I have a, an adult child, yeah. you it revert back. back to your natural state. Okay, good. So, oh, great. So good. one day this will end? It, it will, unless I think it, <laughs> but then I think you get like really old and then yeah. you're just staying you wake up at but four. we're not yeah. there yet yeah so i wake up every morning and even my own family the you know the 1800 of them that i live with because i have so many kids uh like roll their eyes in the morning like whoa you're bringing like too much energy but i realize mm. i like i jumped straight into school and something about my brain has decided you're gonna come with all the energy and you're gonna burn it all and then by two o'clock you are just gonna want to oh. cry in a hole and everybody, I remember when I first started and we were podcasting, I'd be like, Fabian, yeah. why am I so tired all the time, dude? And, uh, and yeah, teacher, teacher tired. tired right? that's but today point. was extra special. So today was something, ha- an incident happened in another classroom to which then I had to address a behavioral issue to which the, the, the gist of it is I have students and because of the way, uh, well, we all have students, but. Because of the way the schedule works, they they all rotate sort of together. They're kind of in pods. They're not supposed to be, but it kind of, especially with special education, they kind of all are on the same reasonable schedule. Mm -hmm. And so they're all in the same classes and they know how to tick each other off. Yeah. Especially this time of year. Yeah. They know Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. right like look or the snarky sound that they can make with their mouth, like any tapping a pencil and they know exactly who it's going to tick off and exactly what they're going to do. And it's almost like their entertainment value. They're like, all right, here we go. Who's mm-hmm. going to explode today? Yeah. Let's see how far we can get them to freak out. So I, f- I called the vice principal who was talking to one of the students. I said, can you just send them back? Just send them to my class. I will have them all in my class, and we will have a powwow. And you know what? It was really, really great. Uh, I had them all check in with their click light mood meters, got a kind of a sense of where mm-hmm. they were at. And then the one kid that does the worst poking of anybody else i said he wasn't there so i said let's make a list of all the things he does to tick off you know this one other child and we came up with a list and i said how do you think this one other child feels when all of these things happen 
and he, and they're like sad, angry, irritated. Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, all at the same time. And it happens every day. Yeah. I said, so even when he's not there, he walks into the door. And so we're going through all this stuff. How do you think this one kid who usually freaks out feels? Well, probably like depressed, <laughs> like depressed and sad and mm-hmm. wants to give up on yeah. life. I'm like, well, it's probably not that bad. <laughs> but uh, it turns out he's just really, really feels alone. And mm-hmm. so we had this really great conversation about like, Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you might like the fun, but when you laugh and he explodes. And it, so this was the entire period. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. took every ounce of any sort of energy I had today to get them yeah. to a point of recognizing that people matter, which is mm. the bottom line. Mm-hmm. That yeah. you may not be brothers with these people and you're not family. And so there's a different rule when it's family. But before they are the person you want to torture today, they are a human. <laughs> that you could treat with any sort of level. And so uh, it turns out all that morning energy was gone by third period today as I (laughs) used it all. I think we made progress. I feel like... Oh, that's good. It wasn't just a bunch of BS, and I think we made it, but... uh, Well, I think as teachers... I'm looking forward to the Marco. Yeah, well, and I think as teachers, you have to have those days where you just have like that discussion, that hard talk. And, you know, honestly, if you can make a little headway with that child and with his peers, like, or her peers, that I think could go a long way and really maybe make your life easier. So in the long run. It started out with this, because I learned this with my own kids. I used to get Mm -hmm. all ticked off every time they broke something. I'd be like, ah, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I have a lot of kids, so they break a lot of things. And, you know, (laughs) you know, they're just, they're just kids. They're just learning. Mm-hmm. So my phrase one now we think there's twelve. Right? <laughs> uh, the the phrase that I came up with was, "Are you more important than the blank?" Like that's the first yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Are you more important than the laptop? Are you more important than the whatever it is? Mm-hmm. And then they have to answer yes because obviously that's true. Mm-hmm. Am I happy that that thing broke? No, mm-hmm. Scott's Mr. Cass is not. So I did that in class today. Like, hey, yeah. I like. Right, like, is he more important than your satisfaction with mm. with all the little antics and all that stuff? Yeah, okay, yes, mm-hmm. yes, he is more important than that. Am I, you know, so uh, that's how I don't get angry at my kids as much when they break stuff. And it turns out it translates yeah. to teaching pretty well. So, wow. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. So, being a dad actually helps you being a better teacher. Uh, a little bit. Right, a little bit. Sometimes, every once in a while, the stars align. So, so it was worth having twelve kids. Yeah, I think so. Yes, the forty third. Scott, kid I think was you got another much. one back there. So is that thirteen? One just popped up yeah. on your shoulder. Oh, oh it did. A little okay. tiny pocket child. Well, now we're seeing things, so that's a little concerning. So why don't yeah. we sh- why don't we shift? Uh, so that's uh, so we we were just talking pre podcast even about like technology and things that are working, and we often come up with like lists of things we want to talk about that we think you guys as listeners would want to hear about. And so, Fabian, you got some things you want to talk about, like, when it yep. comes to, like, just putting yourself out there that you're a teacher. Yeah. So, um, as, as a lot of you know, I, I have this design class that's got something to do with Star Wars and Disney and all that good stuff. And I was in contact with an Imagineer. And that was, like, one of the first lessons I learned is, like, contacting people. The worst thing they could say is no. Um, and that's the answer you had when you started, so you didn't really lose anything, is really a good strategy. And 
Eric Baker, who like is the Imagineer that I contacted, is kind of like a consultant now on <laughs> for our <laughs> classroom project, which is kind of cool. Because I sent him, I don't know if I posted it on Twitter yet, but there's like a bunch of students in it, so I don't think I did. Uh, the mock-up that I showed you guys of what the classroom could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent it to him and he literally like two minutes later sent a response and was like, oh my God, this looks so cool. And then well, let's I back up for back, a second. Like, you said sort of yeah. like a vision for what you wanted your class to look yes. like and a student put together... Yeah. What, a, what did they put together? He, fo- he photoshopped. He took a picture of the classroom um, and then he photoshopped a big tree into it in the center and then on the right side, uh, a crash spaceship because that's like our theme. It's like a, of a what crash the room spaceship. could maybe look like. And you sent that exactly. to Eric so, Baker. So what did he say? Yes. And so he like literally a minute later, oh my God, this looks so cool. I'm excited to see how it's going to look when it's done. So he was like all into it. And I was like, oh, okay, so uh, could you maybe like help us uh, point us in a direction um, of how we could pull this off? I was thinking maybe paper mache and blah. That was what the student suggested. I was thinking more like a, a wireframe and then like plaster around it or mm-hmm. whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's all good. But um, there's this other thing that you should try. And I'm going to show you what it is oh, because good. it's really interesting. Okay. So it's a, it's, it's a 48-inch bark printed canvas molding cloth so the way he oh. described i don't think those me, words are supposed to wait can you say i don't think those that yeah. was too many so words and yeah what should not be in a yeah. sentence together yeah. but what it is is apparently it's flame retardant so it's not going to burn the building mm-hmm. down which is good bonus um uh, i think your fire um, marshals will like that they probably like it um so this is like industry standard they use this kind of stuff and there is like aluminum foil but also cloth and it's all combined and it's like you can see it's like um, there's texture printed on it so it kind of looks like a tree bark and it's reusable so it comes in a spool of like 10 yards Mm. I think yeah and so you can wrap like a tree with it and like mold it and it's got you can make like shapes and it kind of looks like real uh, like a real tree bark and I think that's the kind of stuff they use when you go on, on darker rides and you go uh, like past a forest or whatever. I think that's the kind of material they use because nobody's touching that, right? So they can't right. really break it. or So he said that would be like probably the, the thing to go. Problem is it's $517 per unit. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's like sold by a 10-yard roll. Uh-huh. So holy moly, um, I don't think that's going to be in our budget. But yeah. Um, what he said was you could send them an email rosebrand.com and say hey uh, so we are a student group and we're doing this and this and this and just see maybe maybe they'll donate one or at least give you a discount and he's right I haven't done it yet but he's right because what I've learned throughout this process so far is that asking people for things to help students is um really helpful (laughs) well there's a lot of people that want to be involved in helping you succeed yes people want to help classrooms people want to be involved in the education of kids they want to participate they want to do so they just don't know how and if you don't well they don't yeah and if they don't have any connection like they don't have any kids that are in school or they don't have any relatives that are in the in education a lot of times they want to help but they just don't know how 
I mean, this is how Donors Choose works, right? Mm -hmm. So it's usually random people that donate, but you have to go specifically to Donors Choose or get like an email from a teacher. But um, what I noticed, like contacting people who do something really cool um, and you you approach them as like the expert that like boosts their ego, they feel Mm -hmm. like they're doing something. Oh, I thought you were approaching them like you were the expert. I was like, ooh, how does that go? Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Um, So... In in the same uh, in that same vein, I contacted somebody um, who sells like pre-programmed LED lights. He's got like a little, uh, I think it's like a Raspberry Pi or something that he pre-programmed and connected to cables. And then all you have to do is plug in the LEDs that you want, and it's like different speeds of blinking. And uh, I contacted him because he has like a Halloween display and he's like really, he's got YouTube videos and he builds stuff. And so I was like, hey, do you have like an idea of how you can build a tree? Because like, (laughs) I was like, I don't know, like you build stuff. So I'm just going to ask you. And he's like, and then I asked also, hey, do you want to like maybe zoom in and talk to the kids? And then he wrote back like also right away, like literally within one day, he came back to me and was like, hey, yeah, you could do this, this and this. You could maybe use like... You know that uh, foam you can buy at Home Depot that you can kind of like, uh, you put like flowers in, like um, oh yeah, uh-huh. for e- EPS foam I think is what it's called. Um, so you can get that at Michaels and stuff, but at, at Home Depot they have like the big. Um, it's like oh you could probably like do something with that and shape it and stuff and then paint it and there's like plaster you can use. So he gave me all kinds of tips, and then he was like yeah but I'm I'm not really I don't know if I'm really good at like the Zoom thing, but I can donate like one of my controllers to your classroom and i was like yes of course yes, thank you sure. so much i guess and if you can't come <laughs> we'll take something for right? free and it's like people want to do that it's really cool and yeah and so now i'm at this point where i'm just like contacting all kinds of people i contacted like a um a the prop maker for the old globe theater here in san diego because mm. why not i why contacted not, right? the prop yeah. maker for um the junior theater because we have students that work with him so why not right uh, i have a, on that on that note i actually aloha stadium is the only stadium in hawaii and yeah. uh, we don't use it that often actually university of hawaii uses it but it's being shut down or or mm-hmm. demoed and so i did i reached out and i said hey can i get some seats, of your, right? the, the seats did i talk yeah. about this on the pot already you did, or just yeah, with yeah. you guys. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, they're going to offer me a tour. We're going to go get, like, seat backs. I mean, they, they just want to help. It's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Jamie, just, what do you reminder. do to uh, reach out? Do you do any of that stuff? I am a little bit more reserved with that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably I, typical teacher, right? Typical teacher is probably yeah. pretty reserved. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel, uh, you know, and it's a silly feeling, like, there's no reason why I shouldn't just ask, but I always feel really weird um, asking, but, you know, but, so maybe I, you know, this pod and talking to you guys, you know, it, you're right, it doesn't hurt to just ask, and it's not like you already have a no because you don't have the thing that you need, so just asking, the worst that can happen is that they either say no or ignore you, and, you know. That's not so really a I, loss. I reached out because uh, I'm like a nerd. I get targeted by uh, this company, Ally Sabers, on, on Instagram. And they have lightsabers. They have like really cool uh, recreations of like classic lightsabers. And they're much better than the Disney ones. 
also more expensive. Mm. I just sent them a message like, uh, so I have this project. So I explained my project. It would be really cool to have like one of those lightsabers as like a decorative thing in the classroom. Haven't heard anything, but you never know, you know, yeah. like who cares? I don't have it right now. So if I don't get it, I don't get it. But it's like, like I said, like people want to donate. And if you just tell them what they do and then you take a picture with the kids and they are or they write like a message or whatever mm -hmm. um even better they see like the direct impact that they had on somebody else's education it's just like finding know. our free stuff episode yeah i think we just of. came up with our title yeah, well you yeah. know i think finding a lot of times it also takes a lot of creativity and thinking beyond the moment in mm -hmm. order to like to do those things also and that's thinking, really challenging sometimes yeah thinking outside of the standard teacher stuff that we need you know right. like markers and like all the standard stuff we need at the beginning of the year yeah but like out there projects like yeah like a booth getting, like a diner booth <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. or just having people come in and talk to you you yeah. know or talk to the kids rather um about what they do so it doesn't have to just be parents it could be like the fire department or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like my my little one, like at his daycare, they just had the fire department come and he like talked about nothing else for a week because mm -hmm. he was so excited that they were coming and now they were there and he's like still so excited that they were there. All right. Well, like anything out of the ordinary is amazing for the kids. Embrace your teacherhood and don't be afraid yep. to ask. I think that's the lesson there. Jamie, play that you were gonna, card. Oh. Play, play the Title I card. If you're at a Title I school, play that. Like it's... It's, people want to donate to that. They want to help. It's just play it like Scott does. <laughs> what? Jamie, you were – I'm going to transition us. Jamie, you were going to talk about – you You already presented the CAPQ. Uh, no, not yet. Pretty, that's coming. Oh, you're that's not on yet. Saturday. Oh, that's coming. Yeah, oh, so this so is the precursor. It's reverse. Scott, it's reverse. So you had a precursor today or the precursor this week. How did that go? Yeah, so um, I am presenting this Saturday – um, and I'll be doing three different writing edu protocols uh, at our local Cap Q thing. So uh, come join uh, at the Q2U little mini uh, Saturday session. Um, but this week I was asked to present at my staff meeting um, and I decided to present edu protocols and I uh, I did that. So I did, we did two. We didn't do three. We didn't quite have enough time. But I presented eight parts and the random emoji power paragraph. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I have actually presented edu protocols to my staff in the past. And I got kind of mixed reviews on it. Not because they didn't, weren't interested in it, but because uh, for a lot of teachers at my school, technology is a barrier for them. They just don't. Uh, find it either they got sick of it because of COVID and all of that stuff mm -hmm. or they just never really liked it and never really were on board or it just didn't kind of fit with what they were doing in class and so I took a different approach this time and when I presented oh, okay. eight parts to them I number one kind of put the primary teachers at the forefront and kind of really catered the presentation to them because those were the ones that I had the hardest time reaching um, because they are working with, you know, the youngest students at the school. And so for them, uh, the idea of introducing technology to the kids and having fewer devices in the class was kind of a barrier to them. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to play that up and really cater to them. And so I opened up with eight parts, and we I had a, a GIF of um, 
Van Halen, like doing their 80s, like rock out thing. And we built an eight Mm -hmm. parts around that imagery. And they were having a great time. I had Van Halen playing on my little boom box there or my little boom speaker. And we focused mostly and did a lot of the demo on paper. And I showed lots of examples of students doing it on paper. Uh, but then also provided them with the um, digital templates as well. And it mm-hmm. seemed, they seemed to really connect to that. And then I gave each like grade level a file of like paper that they could copy off. So it's a little bit of a departure from my role um, as like an ed tech kind of, you know, tech integration person. But, but you, you know, are integrating tech. Because a lot of it is like slides and whatever. It is. It is. So I think so. It's, I think it was good. And and so I just need to remember that, um, you know, to like I try to teach them like, hey, you know, it's good to have a, a balance of technology and paper stuff. And, you know, all yeah. three of us, like we're very techie, but we have a balance. Like you just have to. And no yeah. matter how much you love technology, you know, you just have to like, you know, use both. And so I have a question about that. Mm -hmm. At some point, don't we graduate enough teachers into the profession that just like get technology that this doesn't become an issue anymore? Well, I think that's happening. However, the majority of my school are all people that have taught more than 20 years. Wow, that's amazing. So I would say that probably 80% of the staff is, you know, has been teaching since like. The 2000s. Yeah. Which makes sense why it's or maybe late just 90s taking more time. even. Yeah, late you know? 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a rough crowd in that respect, like getting them on board. Um, but again, they were very receptive and we had a great time. Uh, I actually when I taught eight parts, I originally tried to do it digitally mm-hmm. and realized that even f- just for my students, paper form initially mm-hmm. was going to make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. It was just more concrete for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and it was more individualized for each one instead of sharing a doc, which wasn't working for them at first too. But the more I did it, because I did a really deep dive into eight parts, yeah, um, I could see a moment where then I could take all of that learning and just move it over. And there'd still be like a little bit of a learning curve, but it'd be so much smaller and they could do it. I think they could make the leap from paper to digital. You just have to have that digital in your, in your vision as like where your end game is. With the eight parts, like they don't have to manipulate much. They just have to fill out boxes really. So it's Mm -hmm. a really easy step from paper to digital. I think so. I do agree. Eight parts on paper is is a really good idea. It really is. And again, like, I think the big thing, if you ever decide that you want to get into edu protocols and you eventually want to teach people how to do it, having a concrete paper sample really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're kind of uh, in a kind of a fun thing with our friend Will from the show. I am. So uh, for those of you that have been longtime listeners, um, you probably remember last year when we had Will on. Was it last year? I don't remember. Uh, We had Will on. We'll post which episode that was. But uh, we do a crossover episode where his Marvel class and my Star Wars class 
basically swap out. So my class is now Marvel themed for a couple of weeks and his class is Star Wars themed for a couple of weeks. And we do uh, challenges in our classrooms um, with the idea that we're sending things through our two universes. Um, Portals. Yes. Uh, yeah, through the portal. And we're kind of, uh, we're, we're interacting with each other's classes. And so we are right in the middle so of uh, our, I think we did our fourth challenge today. And that was a lot of fun. It was a station rotation, basically. And then as students completed the rotation, they would pull a Jenga block out. And they accumulated a stack of Jenga blocks. And then, then at the end, the kids all lined up and threw the blocks at the tower trying to knock it down. And if they did, they gained the um, one of the Infinity Stones. And I was a little, it was a little dicey today because the kids weren't getting very many blocks because they had a hard time with some of the tasks and working together and concentrating. But I have this one kid who is just really athletic and he launched it and hit it just right and knocked the thing over. And um, so <laughs> it worked out really, really well. I got it all on video, sent it to Will, and um, and then he will show his class like what we That's did. That's really so cool. fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun. Does he send you anything like uh, materials for you to use or anything? Like? We don't actually send anything other than pictures of each other's, huh. you know, accomplishments. So, you know, he'll send a video of his kid, like, you know, making the basket for trash ball or like a screenshot of the quizzes score or, you know, pictures of the kids interacting with the, the task. And because both classes are doing the same task, just with different content, it really mm -hmm. makes the kids feel like they're a part of something bigger yeah yeah i could imagine it'd be really cool like uh, fabian you work with uh uh itzel right and so yeah. that could be really like and she gamifies it'd be really kind of fun because you guys are like near each other even proximity wise to do some sort of yeah. crossover or something mm -hmm. well we we have one gamified class per grade level so oh, yes so having like this continuity and doing yeah. something between the three of us would be really awesome. We, we talked about it already, but there's nothing concrete, but it's definitely on the list of things that we want to do. Well, I mean, just even at, from an engagement level, if I had all four core grade or all four core content classes, excuse me, for sixth grade, all doing gamification together, this, the, yeah. uh, the synchronicity of that would be really, really awesome to just engage yeah. our students and things like that. That'd be awesome. All right, well, we're kind of uh, down to the end. Do we have a game today? What 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 we've been playing? Ooh, Jamie's got something. All right, Jamie, what you've been playing lately? Um, actually, well, I've been playing a game that people aren't really going to connect with, but Jaws of the oh, Lion. Fantastic. But that's not what I oh, want to talk great. about. Wow, <laughs> Jaws of the Lion. Jaws of the Lion. It's um, it's a um, a uh, Gloomhaven light game. If you could call it that, so instead Correct. of the forty pound, is there such a thing? Year long game. It's a multiple. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a legacy game. Um, yeah. But what I could talk about, and Fabian, you could jump into on this one, is yeah, on sure. the podcast Well Played with Michael Matera. He talked mm -hmm. about these kind of roll and write games. Yeah. Um, and there was one that I found really fascinating about. Um, 
about collecting crystals, I believe, mining gems. for I crystals. Ge- ge- gem Seeker? Gem I Seeker. Now, I have not played okay. this game, but it just sounded so fun. And it kind of reminded me of like maybe going in and collecting kyber crystals. So but, maybe tell us, what's a roll and write game? Give us a synopsis of uh, Michael Matera's uh, stuff. What's a roll and write? So a roll and write is basically you have each student has a paper and they are kind of marking down and making decisions uh, based on the out, like a, a, an outcome that everybody that's playing the game shares. But they have their own scorecard and they can kind of choose the path that they want to take. So I, yeah. I don't remember all of the rules. And again, this is, I'm like throwing it and trying to remember like from last week. But maybe Fabian, you could help me out with this one about um, so how it works. The, the cool, yeah, the cool, I can read it. Here, but uh, the Perfect. cool thing you've always about, been good at reading on the podcast. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, the <laughs> the cool part about these roll and writes is that they're infinitely scalable. So because you can just make a copy of your of your of your score sheet, you just played with hundreds of people essentially, right? Um, because you don't need anything other than a, a bunch of dice, and then pass out like pencils or whatever, and they can just draw. Um, so. Scaling it from like just a small group to a whole class usually works really well with those. Um, so you the what happens in the game is you um, you get the you get two dice and you um, depending on what dice you roll what die you roll you get like different pieces like kind of like Tetris pieces and those help you create like a, a pathway to certain gems that you um, can collect. And uh, it's really, fu- it looks really fun. Like I haven't played it yet. I'm about to buy it because it's only three bucks on PNP Arcade. Yeah, um, so you get like the PDF file or whatever. It's kind of like TPT, uh, but games. Yeah, yeah. And looks really cool. Michael Matera um, talked about it and recommended it. And literally every time he recommends, I usually get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the, he's he knows got, games. He's got it. He's, he, he, he really he's got it knows this game so well maybe we could um, link to it then and people could check it out yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put it up there it's only three bucks so so jamie hasn't played it and fabian's gonna buy it and we and i'm gonna it. buy it too and i'm gonna <laughs> we, play it with my class because it. it sounds super fun <laughs> Oh, and really he said great. that actually it's yeah. a good one to start with. It's really a good roll and write to start with because it, it's pretty basic. It's pretty intuitive. And again, yeah. like having that scale uh, and have it scale up to an entire class would be really, um, really helpful. Where like so maybe if you we have like give a it board, a go. Yeah, if you have a board game, it might it's harder to do on some of those. Yeah, Let's give it a go yeah, and then bring come back and talk about it some more too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Awesome. And having board game days with your class, just I'm just letting you know, it's amazing. It's so much fun. Kids love it, and it's a nice little break in the daily routine. So awesome. I can Sweet. Okay, everybody. Well, we did it. That's our podcast for today. We're so glad you joined us. Check us out at rebelteacheralliance.com, the Twitter, the TikTok, all the things. And uh, we're so glad that you're uh, part of the Rebel Truck or the Rebel Teacher Alliance. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Good job. Bye.